Today, on what's the best that could happen from believing in myself, I want to talk about imperfection again. I know that I've talked about it once before, at least once before, and and I'm also a little bit congested, so I will do my best to talk as clearly as I can under those circumstances. I know that I've talked about imperfection at least once before on this podcast. And I was just about to justify wanting to talk about it again, but you know what? It's my podcast, and I want to, and that's enough. So I've been falling into striving for perfection again. And my brother's alarm is going off. I've been striving for... I've been leaning into striving for... Per, I've been leaning into striving for perfection again. Unintentionally. And... That... Hasn't been fun. It hasn't been fun. It hasn't... Felt good. And I wasn't even aware that I was doing it initially. And then I had a moment of clarity that I was still... Okay, so here's an example. Last night, I was doing a stream of consciousness journal. And I was wearing a blindfold and typing. Um, and I... Like, I'm a pretty good typist. Like, I pretty consistently can type, like, 80 words per minute, like a 90, 95% accuracy. Like, my fingers know what they're doing when I'm typing, right? And so, I can't, I generally don't do stream of consciousness journals in an actual journal, especially when it's been a while, because... It, I end up having a lot to say, and writing it down is too slow. Sometimes even typing it is too slow, but typing is faster. Uh, so I was doing a stream of consciousness journal and also doing a little bit of intentionally and unintentionally channeling my spirit team and or higher self. And so as I was typing my my stream of consciousness last night, there were, there were some moments where my fingers picked up a whole new speed. Like I was hearing the thing, the thoughts or voices in my head and typing it as fast as I could. And my, my hands just had a will of their own, right? Like they knew what they were going to say. And then I'd get stuck in my head and be like, I just misspelled that. Like, I literally said that. I was like, I just misspelled that. And that would stop me from being in the flow. And then I'd get back in the flow. And and then it would happen again and repeat. And then I'd get back in the flow again. And after I finally felt like I had no more words or thoughts to dump out onto the page, I went back and I was reading it. And, like, there were some typos, but 
not a lot of typos. Like, I could still understand what was being said. Like, the overall whatever of it was still clear enough, right? And, like, it's it's not like I was on, like, the completely wrong keys and I was just typing gibberish. No, like, it was... Even with the typos, I could still understand what I was saying or what they were saying, what, what whoever was typing my hands at the time was saying. <coughs> um, and yet I still, I was almost getting anxious about not going through and fixing the typos. Like, the... And it's like, this is my own... This is my own journal document. It's... No one else is going to see it. If someone else does see it, it's because I've decided to share a part of it with them. Or, like, you know, I've had the thought that I might take some tidbits from it for a book in the future, but, like, if someone decides to see it, it's because I chose for them to see it, and so it's not like I have to fix it, right? Like, literally no one aside from me is going to see it, and still just this anxiety of, like, everything has to be spelled right, everything has to have the right grammar, everything has to, like, the pressure that our society puts on creatives to show up in a certain way. It, the, the pressure that our society puts on people in general. But as a creative, sometimes I feel like that pressure is especially for creatives. To show up in a certain way or to be perfect or to have everything said in the best, most concise way for writers. It's, it's so much to unlearn. And, like, oftentimes when we think of trauma, we think of, like, the big stuff, right? The tragedies and whatever. But the... The fact that I was so anxious about not doing this, the fact that I was so anxious about letting my own private journal exist as it needed to exist in the moment without immediately fixing it. I didn't fix it, by the way. I was, I challenged myself to leave it as the imperfection that it was because good enough was good enough. But the anxiety that I felt, the, the like clamming up and like tension in my body that I felt, the challenge that I felt with leaving that in all of its imperfect glory, <laughs> like that reaction in my body doesn't happen unless there's been some trauma. And 
I'm still learning and unlearning. I'm just going to wait for that airplane to go by. <laughs> I'm still learning and unlearning about that trauma. And there's so much work. Like, I... <sighs> For me, this fear of things being imperfect goes back to not, goes back to the fear of like, if I don't blank, will I still be loved? And I'm at a point of where my, my mind and how I'm choosing to live my life, that part of me, Instantly and immediately, as soon as I have that fear of would I still be loved, immediately goes to yes, I am always loved, I have always been loved, I will always be loved. And it's okay that I still have that fear. And I know that the fact that I can say yes to that, and the fact that I can sit with myself through that fear, and self through self <laughs> self-soothe through that fear. That was really hard to say. <laughs> the fact that I can be there for myself through that fear is fantastic progress. And I'm really proud of that. And it's also frustrating that that fear still comes up. That that fear still comes up and is probably driving my life in more ways. <coughs> Talking while laying down is maybe not the best decision I've ever made, but I'm just going to go with it. That fear of... Of if imperfection exists which it does everywhere. But that fear of if imperfection is is perceived to exist within me, will I still be loved? Like, that is probably still driving so much of my life. And I don't want it to. And it's frustrating that it is. And it's a little bit perplexing it's a little bit confusing that the uh, I forgot the word that the like um, seemingly mutually exclusive feelings of like proud of myself that I've gotten this far and also frustrated that it's still happening. It's a little bit confusing that those exist at the same time. Like, I mean, it's also fascinating though, but I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I felt like I had a thing to say when I started and I may have gotten completely off track of that. 
let's see here. Let's backtrack a little bit. Fear of imperfection. Noticing the fear. Accepting the trauma. Not judging myself for experiencing the trauma. Okay, I, I figured figured out one thing that I could say that feels important to say. Wow, my brother's alarm has been going off for this entire time. <laughs> okay. One thing that I could say that feels important to say is that this fear of imperfection has been, in some cases, stopping me from moving forward, has been stopping me from putting my voice out there, from putting my services out there, from putting my business out there. And in some ways, it also hasn't been stopping me. In, in my relations with other people, I recently did a TikTok talking about how I realized that I'm starting to feel comfortable enough with who I am and with the people that I'm around majority of the time that I don't feel the need to plan out every single conversation anymore. And that I'm starting to be able to go with the flow of energy and conversation wherever it may go. And that's really exciting. And I like that that's one way that this releasing imperfectionism is sort of manifesting into my life. It's a way that I never expected because that fear of releasing control, that fear of not striving for perfectionism. The stories that I was telling about that used to be so loud that I couldn't see them as just stories. And something that someone said on TikTok recently stuck with me, that if you're going to make up stories anyways at least make up stories that feel good to you. And so that's been really helping me with this imperfection and fear challenge as well. Like there's nothing wrong with me for having these experiences, these thoughts and these feelings. And I can love myself through that. And that is enough. And perfectionism doesn't, perfectionism, perfect doesn't exist. And it also, like, perfect doesn't have to exist, but it, it can. It's all in the stories that you tell. And one of the stories that I've been 
rewriting into my brain since this fear of not being perfect is still there. One of the stories that I've been reshaping and rewriting in my own brain is that instead of that lack of perfection, lack of perfection is that everything is perfect, which sounds a little bit like, um, a little bit like there's a reason for everything rhetoric, which you could take it that way if you want or not. But more so, I've been leaning into not arguing with my reality. Telling stories of myself and of my reality that feel real and feel true. Because when something feels true for me, it feels lighter. And, <clears throat> and releasing stories around shoulds and what I need to be in order to be loved. And just going with the this is whatever it needs to be because that's what it is. And that's enough. And really leaning into good enough is good enough. <laughs> Which is why I'm going to stop this podcast now because I don't know if I have anything else to say. And this feels like a good place to stop. So... Good enough is good enough. <laughs> this felt good to say today. I love myself. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>